Have you ever dreamed of one day owning your own business, but just don't know where to begin? Then you've tuned into the right show. On All Things Franchising, you will hear from top national franchisers, successful franchisees, attorneys, CPAs, and others who support this fast-growing business model. So grab a cup of coffee and pen and notepad because you will want to capture the invaluable information you hear on today's show. And now, here is your host, Linda Ballesteros. Hey folks, welcome to All Things Franchising. This is Linda Ballesteros. I'm your host today. Thanks so much for spending some time with me. I know that we're all busy and we have packed schedules with family demands and business demands. So I always appreciate when someone carves some time out of their busy day to spend that with me. So today we're going to be talking about commercial insurance. Um, Let me just tell you about it. I read this in an article just recently, and it said, commercial insurance performs a critical role in the world economy. You don't usually think of it that way, but it, it, it does. Without it, the, the economy could not function. Insurers essentially protect the economic system from failure by assuming the risk inherent in the production of goods and services. And like I said, you don't usually think about that because most of us, um, you know, probably quite a few of us will never place a claim on any of those insurance policies but if they weren't there, then the people down in um, in the southern Louisiana that have just been hit by a hurricane, they would uh, they would end up losing everything. And the people on the west coast with all the fires, they would be facing the same thing. So, to, so today, my guest is Cooper Reed. Cooper is an insurance agent in a family-owned farmers insurance agency. The Reed Insurance Agency specializes in commercial, life, auto, and home insurance. They like to say that they take an educational approach to each line of insurance. Cooper, welcome to the show today. Hi, Linda. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. You know, I do love the fact that you say that you take an educational approach because I tell you, most of us are just kind of uh, clueless when it comes to the details of insurance. Before we get started, Cooper, how did you get into the insurance business? Well, I um, I kind of stumbled into it. Uh, it wasn't something that I necessarily set out to do. Um, I graduated from the University of North Texas in 2010, and I graduated with a, a political science and a history degree. Um, so not not insurance specific by any means, um, but I found as I kind of went along. Um, that I was really looking for more than anything after college. Um, I was really looking for the right opportunity. And the further I went working for other people, I realized mm-hmm. uh, that I, if I ever had the opportunity to start my own business, um, that's something that I'd like to give. I'd like to to try. You know, I didn't know if that was something I'd be successful at or not. I felt like I could I could be successful, but. Um, it was it was just kind of one of those things that uh, this opportunity was presented to me um, through my dad, who helped a farmer's recruiter. Uh, my dad owns a credit repair business, um, and he helped a farmer's recruiter get his credit, you know, set up so that he could buy a house. 
and he said, if you if you know anybody that's looking for an opportunity, we've got a great one. Send them over. And um, I went over, and I, I actually uh, my mom went as well. Um, so we went together, and we talked to them. And when we came out, you know, we looked at each other and said, uh, let's give this thing a shot. And mm-hmm. neither of us mm-hmm. probably are the the biggest risk takers on earth, but um, the way I looked at it was uh, this: this is probably the best opportunity I've had um, presented to me. So I really wanted to give it a shot, um, and that was that was almost six years ago. Uh, wow! Well, basically, yeah. yeah. Basically, uh, once we kind of got on our feet, um, what I realized and kind of where the educational approach came from was um, there's there's two different ways that you can that you can sell insurance, and the first way is basically uh, how cheap can I get this so that somebody will buy it from yeah. me, um, mm-hmm. which typically ends up with the the least amount of coverage possible. The client doesn't know that, and then something bad happens, and uh, the claim may not be covered because they didn't have the right coverage, and it's bad for everybody, and I am just not that guy. Um, so the more I learn, the more I'm like, hey, you know, we could do this the right way, in my opinion, which is let's talk coverages. Um, let's, let's, give, let's give the education side so that people can make uh, the decisions they want to make with all of, the, all of the knowledge, all of the facts in front of them. And uh, we've been doing that for six years now, and um, it's been it's been successful. Mm-hmm. And and like I said, so many of us don't even understand our own personal insurance, let alone commercial insurance. Right. So let's talk a little bit about the commercial insurance industry here. Um, when you're talking to a business owner, and say they have a brick and mortar. Uh, you know, just your typical thousand, two thousand square foot uh, brick and mortar. Where do you start when you when you're talking to them and educating them about what they really need to have to cover their business? Where do you start, Cooper? I typically start um, before we ever even kind of go down the road of uh, discussing those coverages. What I always want to do is I want to understand what keeps them up at night. Um, mm. And that's not, uh, you know, it's not a 100% every time I talk to a business owner that they say, hey, these are the things that really bother me. But typically we ask, I ask questions that, that tend to pull out those things because I know as a business owner myself, um, you know, a lot of time you don't get, to, you don't get to even, you don't get, it keeps you up at night because you're, you're working sure. your business, you know, you're trying to build your sure. business. So um, the questions that... Typically, I, I want to start with just questions about, you know, what got you into – just kind of like you asked me, what got you into business? Um, what have you found so far that has been um, the most challenging part of the business? And we kind of go from there. And typically, we end up with uh, with quite a few different things that um, an insurance policy can help with that – I mean, like you said, most people don't even realize that that insurance can help with those things. So I always like to start with how can I, I want to learn as much as I can about the business owner, so that we can then um, have a relationship where we can have those hard discussions as well about things that you you necessarily don't want to have the, have a discussion about. Right. So in a way, you you kind of you want to customize it in a way yes. that fits their needs. So right. Say you kind of got a good handle on who they are, the way they live their life. What do you do next? 
how, how do you evaluate their needs when it comes to insurance? I know everybody should probably have some kind of general business insurance, but I don't even know what all that covers. So, right. So my, my belief, um, and you, I think that just about any, any industry you're going to find people who believe different things about that industry, but my belief is that every business owner should have um, a complete, what's called a, we call in the industry, we call it a BOP or a, it's a business owner policy, BOP. Um, mm-hmm. A lot of the time, people that are maybe just first opening their businesses, uh, you know, they, they rent a space, whatever, and the landlord is just like, hey, I need to see your liability. Because all the liability is really going to do is, um, you know, protect the landlord from being sued if somebody's injured or killed on that property while they're at that business. Um, the business owner's policy would cover something like that. Um, so the landlord's going to want that because obviously the landlord doesn't want to be on the hook for that. Uh, but my opinion is that um, that is such a narrow coverage that um, a business owner policy is going to offer um, all kinds of coverages. I mean, everything from your liability to business interruption to like for restaurants, you can get spoilage coverage that will cover mm-hmm. if uh, the power goes out and all your food goes bad. You know, say you keep $5,000 worth of food, um, it all goes bad. You've got insurance coverage for that. Um, there's there's such a wide range of coverages offered in a business owner policy that I feel like it's much better money spent than just having a, uh, a general liability policy. So my belief is right. let's start at the business owner policy and then let's kind of go from there because, you know, hey, do you do you own vehicles for this business that you use? In, in the business, do you are you going to be hiring people? Most businesses hire people. Are we going to um, try to protect them if they are hurt on property? Are we going to have workers' compensation? Here in Texas, you can opt in, you can opt out. Um, it's it's such a it's a it's typically more of a continuing conversation in my experience. Uh-huh. You know, most people you're going to hit them with a certain amount of things, and I want them to be able to take that in before we just overload you with. 15 different things that, you know, that you may or that you may need. Mm-hmm. Um, my rule of thumb too, Cooper, is when, if someone is overloaded and they're confused, the answer is always no from them. Right. So right. if you overload them too much, then they're going to say no to everything. So I think that dribble effect is certainly a great approach. And do you, once you get them started, it are, do the, does the coverage need to be reevaluated as the business grows? It definitely does. Um, and you make a good point about uh, just kind of real quick circling back to um, insurance is also one of those one of those industries that you know entering the insurance industry. I was even myself a little bit skeptical about you know you hear you what you typically hear is insurance horror stories. You know, mm-hmm. hey, I thought I had this coverage and I didn't, and they right. declined this and they turned this down. And so, um, I feel like when you hit somebody with too much, not also not only do you overload them, but um, to me, insurance—it's going to sound a little strange—but to me, insurance is not something that needs to. You, you don't want to work with a salesman, if you know what I mean. You don't want to mm-hmm. work with somebody right. that's trying to sell you something because it, it's much more of an advisor role. And it needs to be a long-term relationship because uh, a policy is going to be, a, you know, probably a 12-month poli- policy at the minimum. You're probably going to have to talk to these people again. So you certainly don't want to work with somebody that 
uh, you don't feel comfortable with. Uh, but yes, back to your question, um, we our agency offers at least one time a year, typically every six months, um, a chance to sit down and go back over um, the policy, um, at least hit the high points. Uh, we we work with a lot of retail stores. Uh, we're based here in McKinney, Texas. Um, we've got a really thriving downtown, and we have a lot of retail stores. And some of those stores are growing at leaps and bounds. And the coverage that they had two years ago probably is not going to be enough to cover what they're doing now. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So we we want to we want to stay on top of it. Um, for their sake and for our sake, because really that's our job is to make sure that that coverage works the way that they expect it to work. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Uh, because you don't know that it doesn't cover what you need for it to cover until you need for it to cover it, right? That's that's usually how it goes. Um, yeah. And that, that to me is, uh, you know, that's why you have a, a good insurance advisor and you have a relationship with an insurance person that can go beyond, uh, I feel like this person is trying to like push a product on me to, hey, I've got some real, I've got, I've got this going on. Is this, can we cover this? Can we do this? Um, that's, that's the role I want to play. I, I don't, I don't want to come in and necessarily sit down and push a bunch of product. I want to make sure, like you said, that we tailor this to what, what the business owner is wanting so that we don't have surprises and so you don't have to learn the hard way about, you know, I thought I had coverage for $200,000 of my my business personal property, all of my stock, and it turns out I only had $20,000, and now I'm, you know, I'm out $180,000 of, of stock mm-hmm. that I have to buy back as a business owner myself or something like that. Mm-hmm. Right, right. One of the things that you mentioned just a few minutes ago that has kind of intrigued me uh, during this pandemic is – Business interruption insurance. Yes. Can can you tell me how that would work in this climate? So typically, uh, business interruption insurance is, uh, and you, we we've also spoken about you know hey um, you mentioned it at the beginning. Uh, don't necessarily know how my personal insurance works. Um, I, I may I don't know how my commercial insurance works. Um, it's not as complicated I think as as it can come off. Um, A lot of the times those coverages are exactly what they say. And business insurance, uh, business interruption is one of those. And so what that does is um, the policy will have a coverage called business interruption coverage, and it'll typically have a limit for how much the policy might pay. Um, A lot of those are what, like a reasonable expense. So say your business is shut down for a, a week, two weeks because of um, like in the case of a farmer's business owner policy, um, the power the power's knocked out, and um, you know you're out of business for a couple of days, couple of weeks, whatever that is. That's a claim you can file, and farmers will reimburse you uh, what they call reasonable expense to make sure that your business can still run when the power comes back on. Um, mm-hmm. In the case of a pandemic, um, most every business policy I've ever seen. Um, personally, uh, has what's called a virus exclusion. And what that means is um, there's probably not one out there that's going to cover something like a pandemic. Um, The reason for that is if you look at that, if you look at however many businesses exist in America, and then you look at every insurance company in America, um, paying out every business business, uh, interruption 
claim on something like a like a like a pandemic like we're in right now, um, you'd probably bankrupt the the business the insurance industry um, mm-hmm. completely, and then you're looking at not having that <laughs> at the business insurance right. uh, the insurance industry needing to bail out too. So um, now I have uh, we were talking earlier uh, before before the podcast. I have seen. I guess a news story about a company I think in the United Kingdom that did not have the virus exclusion. Um, so they may that I think that's in court. That might end up being paid out on. But if it has a virus exclusion for a pandemic, uh, that coverage uh, is unfortunately not there. Right. So um, you know, I live in Houston. I'm right here on the Gulf, and yeah. we have uh, we are constantly watching fronts and those tropical disturbances because they can turn into a crazy hurricane just overnight. In fact, we just missed the most recent one, and it went right into Lake Charles. There are a lot of casinos that are in the Lake Charles area. So would the business interruption insurance kick in for something like that, Cooper? Um, it would. I would think it would. Uh, it's always dependent on the the carrier and the policy and what the policy language mm-hmm. is. Um, in general, that would be something that I would think um, is probably going to have coverage on most business owner policies. But but again, we, we round back to um, a lot of a person's insurance experience comes from the agent. So if you have an agent that, you know, hey, I bought that general liability and we never talked again. Um, hey, I, I lost my business due to a hurricane. Can you help me? Um, you may not even be able to get in touch with that agent. So a lot of that is really dependent on who you're working with. Um, mm-hmm. So, you know, it, it all it really all depends on the policy, the carrier, and who the person that you're buying that insurance from mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. is. Now, now, you know, we've been talking about brick and mortar. A lot mm-hmm. of people are working from their homes now, Cooper. What – how does that change? And I know that it changes the kind of insurance you need because you no longer need uh, the insurance for the facility. But if I'm working from home, do I still need to have insurance? So as a business owner, I would say always have insurance. Um, always have uh the correct policy. I mean, most business owner policies you can – you know, as long as you're forthcoming with the insurance company about, hey, I have a home-based business, um, a lot of carriers are just fine with that. Now, you're going to find that your home insurance isn't going to cover business pursuits. So you definitely want to make sure that you have a business policy that is set up to cover anything that might happen during the course of you doing business. So even if I don't have clients coming into my home, I would still need to have uh, – business coverage somehow i would i would say yes um you just mm-hmm. you kind of never know what's going to occur um let's say you have a business that runs credit cards and let's say you're running quite a few credit cards uh depending on the credit card company you use some offer some coverage there uh, may not be enough um but like on a business owner policy you can get uh, what's called cyber liability um, the way mm-hmm. that those laws work uh, when, in regards to credit card and in regards to identity fraud and those kind of things, um, the customer can never be responsible for having their identity stolen 
like if they're doing business with you and swiping a credit card or you're taking a credit card number. So that, that's a great instance where even if you are running, running your business from the house, um, you want to make sure that you have some kind of like cyber liability, uh, making sure that if something did happen, um, if you end up in court, you've got an insurance company with a whole bunch of money there to make sure those are paid out. You're not having to pay that money out of your own pocket, out of your business, um, you know, seeing your business go under due to a, a large claim like that, something like that. Um, mm-hmm. There are all kinds of instances with home-based businesses where um, I know people that like cook from home. Um, I know mm-hmm. the laws in Texas are very strict about what you can and can't cook right. from home. But say you run a business where you're making uh, cakes or cupcakes or whatever out of your house and somebody gets food poisoning and um, it's always yeah. a little suspect about, hey, did it, where did I get this? But, uh, you know, I guess um, if they could, if they can determine that they got it from you, um, you want to make sure mm-hmm. that – You've got a policy that can that can protect you sure. in court because that's probably where that that something like that would be headed. Yeah, yeah, sure. Now, and you mentioned uh, cyber liability. Did you do you see more businesses um, um, taking on an additional policy for cyber liability because the times are crazy. You know, you're mm-hmm. always hearing about. Uh, you know, and a security breach here and there. Do you see more businesses taking this more seriously? Yes, and the where where I see that more than I don't necessarily see a business owner asking that question, but when you watch how the insurance industry t- trends, which is something I really try to keep my eye on. Um, when we started, cyber liability was kind of a novel coverage, and this was 20, late 2014, early 2015. Um, that was something that you saw it on there, and once you found out once what it was, people were like, oh, yeah, that's cool. But, I mean, now, yeah. um, like with farmers, our, our business policy, you can't get less than $50,000 of it, and we typically recommend more than that. And so what I've seen is the the business insurance companies are now saying, hey, this is going to be built into a business owner policy as opposed to being an add-on. Um, it's going to be mm-hmm. part of that policy from now on. Mm-hmm. So the insurers are seeing are seeing a rash of claims that's leading to saying, um, you know, we see we see a need here and we can fill that need with this coverage. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I can definitely see that shift there. Yeah. Uh, Cooper, we need to take a quick commercial break. Um, sure. When we come back, I'd love to hear more about how you advise your business owners to make sure that they have the proper life insurance, they pro- to take care of their family once something is done. Because I've heard of the, the phrase key man insurance, and yes. um, I, I think that probably plays a big role in um, a business owner. So let's take a real quick commercial break, and we'll be back with more from Cooper Reed. Do you know a family fighting cancer? The Jest Foundation nonprofit was founded right here in Katy, Texas, by cancer survivor Michelle Perzan, whose vision is to assist those currently fighting by providing grants to help support family needs, whether spiritually, emotionally, or financially. Michelle and her family know all too well that there comes a time when the day-to-day needs we take for granted become impossible. Just Foundation has been able to bless 100% of the applications submitted, and now they need your help. Find out more by going to JustFoundation.org. 
Tune in every Thursday morning at 9 a.m. to Tough Talk Christian Radio with Tony Gambone. Tough Talk Christian Radio is for those who want to share and receive expressions of faith that will help you take the next step in your relationship with Christ. Listen in to hear from others about their experiences of faith and the love of Christ. Call in to share your experiences at 347-989-1363. Learn more by going to toughtalkchristianradio.com. Are you dreaming of owning your own business but just don't know where to begin? The wait is now over. Linda Ballesteros is a catalyst to becoming a business owner through franchising. Whether you are looking to create a living that will allow you to leave corporate America, change your lifestyle, allowing you to enjoy the fun things in life, or if you're looking to build a legacy that will support your family for years to come. Contact Linda today to start the process of being your own boss. Linda at EmpowerFranchiseConsulting.com, 832-640-4922. Hey, folks, welcome back to All Things Franchising. We are talking commercial insurance today with Cooper Reed. So, Cooper, when we broke for commercial break, I was asking about how um, we as a business owner, entrepreneur, small business owner, what should we think about with regard to our personal needs, whether it's life insurance or uh, any of the other things that you might think of. Um, In fact, I, I mentioned before we went on break about key man insurance. Can you talk to us a little bit about that? Sure, yeah. Key man, um, what, what key man does is it's, it's a life insurance policy. Um, the purpose of it is to, help, to basically help the business if you were to lose um, somebody that's designated as a key employee. So if they were, um, if something happened to them and they died, uh, You've suddenly lost uh, like a, a, an essential cog in the business, somebody that um, the business depends on, that keeps it running smoothly. Um, you know, we all—I think we all have those people uh, in our businesses. And if we're, if we are new in business, we might be that person, um, or we might have, uh, we might have hired that person. So what this does is, um, it's part of the business. It's like an expense. Um, for the business, but what it is is if something happened to that person and they and they passed, um, the policy would pay uh, to the business. Uh, you know, and that could be for a wide a wide array of reasons. Um, you you have to go find a new person. You know, to take the emotional side out of it. Unfortunately, um, when it all comes down to it, to keep the if this person is somebody that's very important to the business. Um, now we've got to go find somebody to replace them, and that could be very hard. Mm-hmm. Um, you might end up having to pay more for it. Uh, you know, those kind of things happen. Um, the business may lose some income due to this person passing. So this policy sets the business up to uh, to protect them to some degree um, if that key person uh, passed on. So I could say, certainly see that necessary in a partnership. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, for a business, and because you would want to definitely make sure that the other partner, their the um, the weight of the work that they were performing, would and the, their loss would not mean the business would have to shut down. Let me ask you this, Cooper. I've seen instances where there have been partners, maybe two, maybe three, and one of the partners. Uh, gets really sick and passes away, does that mean their family is now that new partner? I mean, does that, is, 
how how does that work? And if you've got key man insurance and one of the family members steps up, are you still able to, um, you know, leverage that key man insurance policy? This is a, uh, let's break that down into into two parts. So the first part, um, the family steps up. Uh, so what I would suggest, um, insurance for your business, obviously very, very important. We've talked about a lot of the reasons why. Um, a gra- another good person to have is a great uh, lawyer. And the reason is mm-hmm. if you've got a partnership or you've got something like that set up, um, I'm not a lawyer, but what I would say is um, – you want if if one of those partners passes, um, you want that process to be as smooth as it can possibly be. Um, so that first part, I would definitely sit down with a lawyer, a lawyer and me and my partner, and we're going to write all this out exactly how that's going to go, so that we don't suddenly have family members that have never maybe been involved in the business. Now they're right. stepping up and they want to say in it, and everything gets a little muddy. Yeah. Um, a great example. Uh, we have uh, we have some clients who um, it's two brothers and they have wives, and if one of the they've they've worked it all out to where if one of those brothers dies, um, they they both have key man policies. That key man policy is going to pay to the other brother, and what they can do is they can basically buy out um, yeah. that other half of the business, and that way uh, you keep everything smooth. Um, you know, we've all heard stories about families that get broken up over things like this. So we don't want that. Mm-hmm. Um, as a business owner, uh, you've, you know, if you're, especially if you're just starting, you've got stuff coming at you every direction. But I would highly suggest talking to a lawyer to make sure that you have some kind of succession plan set up. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, the second part of that, yes, the the key man is still going to the, the key man is still going to pay um, out if that partner does die, it'll pay out to whoever the beneficiary is. So the beneficiary might be the business or the, bene- yeah. you know, the name of the business, or it might be the actual other partner. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And it just, it kind of yeah. depends on how they want that to set up. And then um, again, having a good lawyer, um, I know they also have a bad rap, but uh, a good one can really save you so much time and so many, you know, just save you so many headaches. Um, when, when the unexpected does happen. Sure, absolutely. Uh, Cooper, we're coming down to the end of the show. If somebody is listening and they want more information about, um, you know, their policy, are they covered enough, how would they get in touch with you? So they can, they can reach out to me. Um, my phone number is 469-907-1277. You can also email me at uh, n for Nicholas, N-R-E-E-D, Nicholas is my first name, uh, nreed at farmersagent.com. Um, you can also find us on Facebook, uh, facebook.com slash Agency, all one word. Uh, we're on Instagram. It's the little at sign, read underscore agency. Um, basically, if you reach out to us on any of those platforms, you should get a response um, either immediately or within five to ten minutes. We, we stay on top of that stuff. Um, and I would suggest, uh, even if you even if you don't talk to me, um, if you have a, an insurance person in your life that you trust, um, sitting down and having a policy review, especially as a business owner, uh, say you've had your business for 20 years with the same agent, you've never talked about it. Um, you know, you just don't know what the future holds. It is a 
there is no time like the present to jump on it and sit down and review everything in there. Uh, it might take a little bit of time, but it will certainly be worth it. Yeah, very good. Cooper, thanks so much for being on the show today. I really appreciate you sharing all of those nuggets of information. And folks, be sure to check out Cooper um, and his, uh, his insurance education, his knowledge, because he certainly has been able to enlighten me today. Cooper, thanks so much for being on the show. Thank you for having me, Linda. It's been great. I really appreciate it. Absolutely. So, folks, you know, sometimes we don't know what we don't know, right? So ask the questions and think about scenarios, future scenarios. How would that play out? And really go over that with your insurance agent and get some really good, solid advice. Again, you just don't know what you don't know. So I am going to leave you with a quote today. That quote is, in case you can't be there to catch them, make sure you leave a safety net. That's kind of what insurance is. It's a safety net. Folks, thanks again for being with me on All Things Franchising, and I hope to see you next time. Another great episode of All Things Franchising is now in the books. You can listen to past shows by following All Things Franchising on Facebook and Twitter. Thank you for joining us today, and be sure not to miss us next time when we bring you a brand new episode of All Things Franchising.